Hello everyone. So I just got a really great question from one of my clients during a therapy session. So I thought I would share it with y'all today and kind of give my answer because it's a really good question um, and a great teachable moment. So this particular client is fair-skinned. She's actually um, biracial, half white, half Hispanic. Um, so at the end of the session, she she was like, uh, do you mind if I ask you an unrelated question about race? And I was like, sure, go for it. And the question was, <clears throat> she grew up in a very urban area um, that had a lot of, you know, ethnic diversity. Um, and so she said, well, why is it that uh, the those who are Black aren't as likely to go to therapy? Um for example, if they had a problem or something, they wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to go talk to somebody. The go-tos were uh, they would, you know, either brush it off like it wasn't a big deal or they would go to church, right? Those were kind of the expected ways for um, Black people to um, kind of respond to stuff. And, of course, she felt a little timid uh, asking the question, but, of course... I'd rather someone ask the question and me to be able to give insight on it than for them to, you know, not ask and not know. So um, for if you don't know, I have a podcast. It's called Perfectly Imperfect, a podcast on mental health for folks of color. Um, and while, you know, the title would make you think that it's specifically for a certain uh, population, I have people of all backgrounds that listen. And the reason I started it is because people that look like me, you know, black and brown people, um, statistically don't use therapy services as much as I always say our non-melanated counterparts, right? Um, and so the question that my client asked was very good because uh, within especially the black community, the, um, the go-to um, ways to cope with life's adversities are usually um, basically pray about it, go to church. That That is often what is passed down from elders. And um, if you go through something, that's kind of the thing. Um, you know, it's not too uncommon in the Black community to hear someone say that the, something along the lines of Black people don't go to therapy, right? Um, and that is a, uh, of course, a stigma, um, you know, we don't have time here to get into where that might come from, but, um, you know, anytime someone says something like, uh, you know, that is for, that's not for black people or something like that, you should always look at it with suspicion because besides our skin color, genetically speaking, we're exactly the same as every other human being. Um, and, you know, we go through emotional stress and traumas and, um, you know, adversities. And some would argue, uh, that myself included, I would argue that folks of color tend to have even more of those adversities. Um, and so the, um, kind of the observation of my client that black people don't go to therapy um, and then even within the black community, hearing uh, that kind of being uh, repeated, um, it's definitely something worth sharing and talking about. So as a 
um, you know, I'm biracial, so I'm half Caucasian, half like African, African, like immigrant African. Um, so I'm biracial, I identify as black, and um, I'm also a male, right? So if we're looking statistically speaking, white women are the most likely to <clears throat> seek therapy. And if we're just comparing white, white versus black, uh, your first and most likely person to go to therapy based on my clinical experience of six and a half years is white women and then behind them is white men and then behind them would be black women and then the very last most least likely to go to therapy is black men um and so as a black man myself i'm very um open and uh telling people you know i'm one a therapist two i go to therapy i always joke do not trust a therapist who doesn't regularly see a therapist. Um, and it's definitely, um, th that question really, it actually made my day because I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a great teachable moment. And someone trusted me to, you know, ask me that question and give an answer. Um, and so that's kind of it, you know, historically speaking, um, there is some stigma and stereotypes within the black community. Um, that somehow, you know, has made a lot of people think that therapy is not for black people, but it is false. Um, and I would argue that for those who, um, you know, don't get help when they're going through trauma or anxiety or depression or grief, um, those problems, just like, you know, they impact our non-melanated counterparts, they're going to have an effect on you. Um, whether, you know, like my client said, there, there seems to be, uh, a brushing it off or they kind of, she, she really asked me, she's like, well, it seems like they can get over, um, and they don't need to go to, to therapy. Um, and I, I told her, I said, you know, it may look like they easily get over it, but either they're dealing with it in another way or they're pushing down what's really happening and they're putting on a facade of strength, which is very common um, within the black community. And I kind of explained to her, I said, you know, historically it has not always been okay for a person of color to show any form of weakness because societally we are already um, perceived in many ways as less than or inferior um, due to systemic racism, right? And so there is a strong, um, uh, almost subconscious uh, tendency to um, appear all put together. Um, I've talked in my podcast lots of times about the strong black woman trope. Um, and I this came up in the conversation with my client as well. Um, and, you know, kind of the strong black woman trope of, you know, they, they seem to be so resilient and everything, right? Well... They, if you think about it, if they take a moment to break down or to um, say that everything isn't okay, it would cause major disruptions, right? Because uh, oftentimes in communities of color, there's a lot of single uh, parents, and <clears throat> it really truly feels like there's no time to deal with something that may seem as frivolous as, you know, talking about your emotions or dealing with your um, what you might have going on. So um, while it may appear 
on the outside that, you know, people of color just don't need therapy or something like that. Once again, it's not true. Um, it's often either coped with, um, you know, pushing it down, uh, or like I said, it could be dealt with in another way. So while <clears throat> there may not be uh, as many pe black people that are going to therapy, um, in our communities, there's higher levels of, um, you know, alcohol and drug addiction, um, and things like that. And those are not, um, uh, specific, you know, challenges or problems just because we're people of color, but it's a secondary coping technique, right? Like if you're, you can't deal with the PTSD that you might have about growing up in a rough area and seeing a lot of traumas, you may turn to drinking or drugs or gambling, right? Um, the problem is going to manifest itself somewhere. So on the outside, yes, a lot of black people have this facade that everything is okay. There's nothing wrong. They can't, they can handle anything, this resilience, right? Um, the, the, the stereotype that, um, we don't go to therapy is, is detrimental. And, uh, I'll conclude with this cause I want to keep it relatively brief. Um, during 2020, uh, I'll never forget, um, with that summer was really hard for everybody. Um, we had the pandemic, we had lots of, um, protests and things like that going on. And it was such a, um, surprise and, um, gift to me as a therapist that so many black people for the very first time had started reaching out and looking for a therapist, um, and specifically a therapist of color. So, um, of course, that's been really good for business because I'm a therapist of color, right? Um, but more so than that, it, it's been really great to see, you know, and to hear these stories of people who will basically tell me, like, I'm the first one in my family to go to therapy. Um, I don't even tell anybody in my family that I'm going to therapy because if I did, they would tell me I just need to pray about it or go to church, um, that I need to have more faith or something like that. And while, uh, faith is definitely very important, um, you know, if that's, if that's something that you, uh, live by, but we have more to us than just one, um, way to deal with stuff because people, we are a physical being, we're emotional beings, that's your um, mental health and stuff like that. We're also social beings. Uh, and if you have a faith background, you're a spiritual being as well. So that's three to four legs to stand on. If you just go off of the go to church leg, you're going to fall over because you don't have the other three legs to hold up the person, right? Um, using a chair metaphor. So anyway, I got really excited about that, that question. And I wanted to hop on here and share that with y'all. Um, I'll make sure to post this on my podcast as well. So thank you for listening if you made it all the way to the end. And um, yeah, I hope y'all are having a great Monday. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. The link is in this episode's show notes. Thanks in advance. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it's free. They offer creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, 
Apple and Google Podcasts, and many more. Did I mention that you can make money from your podcast no matter the size of your following? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.